Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for another exciting edition or episode of The Horus with your host, Kevin. Joining me, as always, is my handsome co-host, Walter. Oh, thank you, Kevin. It's nice to be back. Nice to be called handsome again. So, last week we (laughs) talked about Deep Red. This week we have Crimes of the Future. And I did not watch Mad God, but I did watch The Pope's Exorcist. It's like the the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty... It's a 20-year passion project in the same way that Mad God is, I believe. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think we just have uh, one movie on the docket to discuss today. And uh, maybe I'll talk a little bit about Pope's Exorcist as it's still in theaters. I don't think Walter's had a chance to see it. I have not, yeah. And, um... Who knows? Who knows where else we'll go this episode? Yeah, we'll dive right in. I forgot to check. Uh, I started to watch this movie, uh, Crimes of the Future, and then saw that David Cronenberg released another movie uh, named Crimes of the Future in 1970. I was like, if this motherfucker chose the 1970 version. <laughs> Which and one did you watch? I, I, I watched the new one with, uh. with our good friend Viggo Morris. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> What a dreadful episode this will be. We're talking about two movies this week. No, I'm kidding. I, I <laughs> yeah. watched the 2022 one as well. I didn't know he had released one in 1970 until after I watched the movie and I was just reading the Wikipedia and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's weird. Apparently, uh, the movie Existence, another one of his movies, was originally going to be called Crimes of the Future. He just really digs that title, I guess. It's a really cool title. It's, yeah, it fair. works. Yeah. Yeah. I... To be honest, I thought there was going to be like a tra- time tra- travel element to this uh, based on that title. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding that against the movie. Just that's, so. that's what I was waiting for as well, especially after some of those early scenes is like, there's, there's going to, this is going to yeah. get fixed, right? We're going to, we're going to time <laughs> yeah. travel and everything's going to be that's, great. I, I, for like the first 20 minutes, I was like, oh, he's growing a new organ that lets him time travel. That's the gimmick. And like, it's secrete something or something that people want to get yeah i get it i know what you're doing david Cronenberg. i did not know what he was doing <laughs> yeah so um do you want to do impressions of the movie at the start at the end how, how do you want to do this one uh I'll, I'll i'll jump in and say uh overall um pretty solid uh, a, a very interesting movie to yeah. watch um it's not one of my favorite uh cronenbergs but um a lot of kind of cool ideas and then it uh, it seemed like there was a couple different pl- like good ideas going on that he was just like these are all half big I'm just gonna throw them all into one movie um, because there's like a few things I I think don't quite pay off but uh, but overall uh, good performances and yeah it, an engaging movie at the very least it felt like there was a lot of stuff that he abandoned in the plot yeah I I don't know if he knew what direction he would be allowed to go in with this movie. I feel like this movie was pretty intense in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so it felt like he was kind of giving himself uh, outs in case the Canadian government was just like, oh, it's pretty grim, eh? (laughs) Cronenberg, you're pretty grotesque, eh? (laughs) Real curveball. We didn't expect it, but... uh... I thought about joking that I I picked a foreign movie this week, but... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I made made that mistake one time and just won't let me live it down. Um, (laughs) But... uh, 
yeah what are, you, what are your feelings on uh on this film uh i really liked it and then i think the part where i kind of lost track of what was going on was towards the middle yeah and i well i shouldn't say towards the middle it's like towards the hour mark and this movie's about an hour 30 ish yeah um, i think maybe a little bit longer but yeah so kind of towards the hour mark i was just like what what's going on here? Where, where am I yeah. going with this movie? And then towards the end, I feel like they kind of pull it back. I feel like the kind of main message of the movie doesn't land as well as I think he was hoping it would land. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it does feel a little muddled. Um, and when we kind of reach the finale, I mean, it's a very, it's not like a big bombastic finale or anything like that. And that it, it doesn't need to be for this kind of movie, but it does sort of feel like, Oh, all right. That's, this is where we were leading to. Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. And the, the end message being, um, you know, we need to evolve to consume waste in some way. It's like, David, we're already doing that. Microplastics are in everything you <laughs> yeah. eat and drink. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why human sperm counts have dropped by 50% in 10 years or 20 years. <laughs> our dicks are getting bigger, but our sperm <laughs> is getting weaker. Yeah. And it's honestly, all those microplastics. Honestly, David, this, this should be crimes of about five years ago. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> the microplastics are deep, deep in us right now. Uh, my, my children were probably born with it in their lungs. No exaggeration. Um, I, I, man, I wish I had read some stuff about this, but I'm I'm pretty sure they're finding microplastics in newborns already. I think so. I think I read which that is recently. And it's, dope. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. We're we're doing a great job. <laughs> we're forcing this. that evolution of the ability to eat waste. Um, yeah, <laughs> that'll be kind of rad, though. You know, in the future, your great grandkids will be like, oh, "Dad, you're eating steak. Why don't you eat a a plasti bar?" Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, if that. That's what we got to do to to level this out, because uh, this train is just keeping is just going to keep on chugging. I really love single use things anymore these days. My I'm a pollution maximist these yeah. days. Yeah, I feel like everyone swerved into like this. Whoa, I'm not going to pollute reusable grocery bags. Me, I'm just like, what can I throw away today? What can I burn <laughs> to release all those stored hydrocarbons? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean. Most of the pollution comes from a couple companies, uh, and and your impact is quite small. But um, you're also you think, a monster. What yeah. do you think those companies? They're not just polluting for fun. They're making us our sweet, sweet products. That's true. The yeah, products love, that you and I, all those Funko Pops that we I buy love, and set on I fire. Love products. That's, yeah. <laughs> is that not what people normally do with Funko Pops? Because that's the only joy I can get from them. I just. It's, it is, I love popping them open, popping the plastic casing out, burn that, and then really take my time melting have, Funko Pops. Funko Pop collecting should be illegal. Have you ever looked into like the hardcore collecting scene for it? Uh, no. I, These I people not. are freaks. They yeah. will order a case of Funko Pops, right? Let's say you want the mm-hmm. new Ray Skywalker Funko Pop, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And... You, a fucking idiot, will buy one <laughs> new inbox from Amazon, but yeah. a real Funko Pop collector will buy a whole case and go through the case to find the one with the most perfect box condition. Jesus and that Christ. is the one you will keep, and the rest you will either resell or 
Oh, who knows? I, I thought there was going to be like a chase variant or something like a they'll chase variant. There's like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. holographic ones now. Jesus. Um, but it's just one of those things that to me, it is insane that you will order a case of something. Find the one that has the nicest box to put on your Funko shelf wall. Yeah. And these people probably turn around and go, you use a plastic straw. What are you, a lunatic? What do you hate <laughs> turtles? It's like, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the problem. Yeah. yeah. The, the small army that they're building of Funko Pops in that house are. Yeah. And the other, the other kind of surprising pollution thing I learned recently is it's not really the exhaust of your car. It seems that pollutes the most. It's the tire wear of your vehicle. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. Which that is mind blowing. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's we're not close to fixing that problem either. No. That's that's gonna be bad. Yeah, because it's I mean it's one of those things, it's like I'm a little skeptical on electric vehicles just because it's like, oh, we have to build a whole new infrastructure to support these dope, right. dope, dope, yeah, dope, yeah, dope. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, it takes me 20 minutes to char- charge my car. <laughs> I just have to sit at this charging station for a half hour and just like hang out. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I didn't I didn't have plans today. But yeah. it's the the tires. It's just like mind blowing when you see yeah. some of these figures about how much they pollute. Yeah, it's wild stuff. And the Amish were onto something with those uh, horse and buggy. Yeah, what's the pollution I mean, from that? A little horse poop? Yeah, fertilizer. Gonna, well, you know, just all over the street, all yeah. over the place. It smells terrible, but yeah, but better than than microplastics. Yeah. Also, the step back to Funko Pops for one one second. I don't like their dead, soulless black eyes. They really creep me out. I don't. They don't look cute. It's just like why are they're vacantly staring at me in and the abyss is staring back. I hate it. I, I don't understand the appeal. Yeah. I I don't get it. I like collecting things. I like buying stuff. Um, but I just have never seen Funko Pops. I'm like this is what I'm about. This is yeah. what I need more of in my life. And it's like I would at least I would respect people that are collecting action figures. Because I'm sure. like, you know, you can play with them. You can give them to your kids and they can do stuff. I, do Funko Pops move? I thought they were just like one solid piece of uh, vinyl destined for a landfill. Yeah, I think. Do their necks move? I don't know. I think maybe you can turn their head, but I'm not positive. I don't know. I've, I've never owned one. Yeah. I have exactly one, but it's a bobblehead. Of, and it was a gift. I, I see that judgment in your eyes. No judgment. Now, and now I have to like tell people, like, <laughs> yes, I, I have this one. That does not mean I want more. One is the exact number I want. They're really so. common, I think, for like office, office. Yeah, I've seen a lot of rewards. Office. I don't want to call yeah, them yeah, yeah. gifts because it feels like it <laughs> feels like it's your company <laughs> being like office burdens. Your, your company being like, here you go. Thank you for generating value this quarter. <laughs> yeah, you can get a Funko Pop or a Patagonia vest. <laughs> I was to go with the vest, right? <laughs> Has some function to it. What if you're all vested up? What if you have like ten vests? That's true. Well, then they then they know you're a vest guy, and like that's the slippery slope. Like they see you with one Funko Pop in your desk, and then and they're like, "Oh, Walter's into Funko Pops. Let's just get him that every year for the rest of his fucking life." I would. Res- I respect people that collect anime figurines more than Funko Pops. Now, see, this is where you and I differ. <laughs> Look, you know, to each his own. I yeah I I don't I don't mean to shit on collectors that much I Lord knows I spend too much money on things that other people would scoff at but uh, just I don't I don't get Funko Pops as a collectible 
And Neither there's so many of them. There's just so many. There was a <laughs> there's a guy on the local Facebook marketplace that's selling off his Funko Pop collection. And at the very end of his post where he's like listing out all the Funko Pops he has that are super rare, he also has a thing like, if you have any rare Funko Pops, please let me know. I'll, I'll consider buying them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, he's like a junkie trying to get out. Yeah, you know? he's not getting, he's like going to flush all the heroin down the toilet. But it's like, but if I, you know, if I find a bag on the way, I'm not gonna, that one's not part of the pile. Mm-hmm. That's, that's bonus heroin. Anyway. Crimes of the future. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, have a ton of notes for this movie. If it's not obvious, uh, I, have, I have about a page. I, it'll yeah. go. It'll go fast. I'm, I yeah. think we both are in agreement that the movie's good. Very weird. Yeah, but good. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get I, bored watching it. That's for sure. Yeah, it was yeah. not a deep red where I was just like, "Holy shit! How much <laughs> longer is left in this?" <laughs> and there were some things in it that I thought were like really cool. Um, yeah. The more the more I saw some of like the biotech in this film, the more I was just like, hell yeah, give me more of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really appreciate you picking a movie that begins with a parent murdering their child. That's uh, really, I don't know what message you're trying to send to me, but I don't fucking appreciate it. I had no idea that's how the movie starts. <laughs> when the movie started with that, yeah. I was like, oh, this is a good one for Walter to watch. I'm sure he's yeah. going to love this scene. I, I assumed that kid was just like, child Vigo Mortensen's character and so like when she started stuff game I was like all right he's gonna get out of this nah no he sure doesn't that's what I thought as well that the kid was gonna get out that it was gonna be like uh you know the dad comes in at the last minute or the kid dies and his dad spends the rest of his life like developing time travel so he can go back and save his yeah. son because mm-hmm. the movie's called crimes of the future which makes me think Time right. travel is going to be involved. It's called Crimes of the Future, guys. Mm-hmm. Not Crimes of the Present. <laughs> no. But I, I think the movie title does work because they talk about how, I think, yeah. killing people with these special organs is committing a crime against the future because they're going to save humanity by eating all the waste. Right. Yeah, Reminded yeah. me, do you remember Lost in Space, the Lost in Space movie that came out when we were kids? Oh, the, I do. The yeah. androids were powered by eating uh, or sucking CO2 out of the air or whatever. Oh, were they? I don't remember that detail, but sure. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. it reminded me of. Um, but yeah, so the movie starts off with a little kid eating a trash can, mm-hmm. as kids are prone to do. We all love trash cans. Yeah. Just buy and into it like a cookie. I was just like, okay, what's going on with this? Like, is everything made of candy in this world? (laughs) It's it's a real Willy Wonka wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I was not expecting in the first five minutes to get a mom strangling her son to death with a pillow. Yeah. And like having to make sure to pin his legs down so he couldn't kick her while she was doing it. I was just like, this is a tough scene to watch yeah yeah it was uh it was not a fun one for me <laughs> i gotta say it hit a little too close to home or yeah a, a little bit a little bit <laughs> yeah just that that deep urge no i just you know uh, uh brief diversion right after my uh first son was born i watched um the nightingale which is uh the same director as um the babadook and i had heard of uh i heard about that movie like that features like some pretty brutal like scenes of sexual assault. And so I was like mentally prepared for that. And then the scene, the movie opens and the woman's like carrying a small baby 
I was like, oh, I've made a huge fucking mistake. <laughs> By mentally prepared, did you have like the Lubriderm out? Is that the kind of preparation? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a veto on this joke. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's nowhere for for this to go that I <laughs> that yeah. I don't think I can cl- climb my way back out. <laughs> I know I'm not even a parent, and it's still it's just like movies where kids die or dogs die. It feels like it's such a cheap trick. Yeah. To like really invoke emotion. Like I said, I'm not a parent, but it still is just like, this is kind of yeah. tough because it's like, a kid, <laughs> you are really, human. It's, yeah. a kid really has to do something bad for it to be like, eh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like maybe if the, maybe if the movie was like baby Hitler, you're like, right. right. Sure. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, you know, yeah. saved a couple lives at this one. So it, it, that was tough to watch. And, it comes back up later on in the movie in another very like hard to watch scene where it's like a lot of scenes in this movie I describe as a car accident where it's like you can't not look at what's going yeah. on. And some of the other stuff that I, I thought was actually really horrifying, but not in the same way as like the surgeries in this movie were all the biotech, very HR Geiger. And yeah, yeah. I I love his aesthetic. It's a very boring cliche, mm-hmm. uh, lukewarm take to really love his aesthetic. But I really like the biotechnology stuff. It always looks so grotesque and alien and like just yeah. freaky. And the effects in this movie are great and really seal the deal that this is like kind of flesh and bone technology yeah. that they're working with. Yeah the the bed that the Viggo Mortensen's character sleeps in that we see kind of in the in the next scene just like looks weird and alien but all but like so so well put together like as a as a set piece mm-hmm. it's very cool it did make me wonder like at what stage in like human uh medical science were we like switching over to like weird bone looking things flesh flesh based <laughs> yeah. flesh based computers i don't i don't know if we would ever get there i think humans yeah. i think we really like technology that has like a it works with our body, but it's not like flesh texture. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's something because it's like the uncanny valley. It's like to me very weird that humans have this sense of we can look at something that's almost human and recognize it as not human. And we like feel this kind of deep sickness in us when we see it. We're just like, this isn't right. This is wrong. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's like baked into us to not want technology like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it's just what what happened at Apple that they like ditched all their <laughs> the sleek design. Really, we're gonna find out that Steve Jobs was assassinated by the CIA because he wanted to uh, introduce flesh based technology to us and <laughs> usher in a new age of man machine. Yeah, that's that's the prequel to Crimes <laughs> of the Future that's gonna come out. Crimes of two thousand. 16 when when did he die i don't know um i don't know i the thing about the bed though is it, it reminded me of like a cockroach on its back um with oh, the yeah, tentacles that. that attached to it too to like sense him i thought it was just crazy i thought that was so cool and yeah. the chair same with the chair that he's sitting in to eat the breakfast chair whatever they called it in the the, the movie oh i think it's a brec- breakfaster yeah Bre- breakfaster yeah yeah, I thought I thought all that stuff was super cool, and I really love the surgery, the autopsy unit, the Sark that they have. Yeah, that everyone just fucking gushes over. Yeah, and the the thing about this movie that I also thought was like kind of 
very specific to like this time that we live in is surgery videos are really popular on YouTube. That blows my mind. I, yeah, it's like crazy to me that people like popping videos of like, Oh, I'm going to pop this huge zit or it's Mm -hmm. like, I like the, the surgery videos where it's like, Oh, we're going to do a filling for this person. Cause I'm always like, when you're at the dentist, you can't see what's going on. Right. Sure. And so when you watch them do a filling, you're like, Oh yeah, that's kind of neat that they have to like, grind out all this bad tooth and then make sure that it's only good tooth there and fill it up. It's like, no, mm-hmm. mm, this is exactly what I expected it to be. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when you, when you break it down to its base components like that, it's really <laughs> quite a simple procedure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's stuff. It's like, Oh, today we're going to remove the world's largest ingrown toenail. It's like, I don't want to watch this. Oh uh, yeah. Just cut the toe off. I don't. Yeah, no, I, that, that's something that I, cause I, you know, I like, gory movies and makeup and practical effects and all that but any kind of like realistic medical show or or videos of surgery or something can't handle that it makes me so uncomfortable and squeamish i'm perfectly okay watching it but it does nothing for me i'm not like sure Ooh, this is so exciting i'm just like this is let me watch a guy change a timing belt in a 2014 (laughs) chevy equinox that's what i want to (laughs) watch yeah (laughs) I'm watching I build a cabin in the woods. This is this is for me. <laughs> Not a time lapse, just like the full real time <laughs> cutting the wood, hoisting it up. Yeah, and it's just it's weird because it's like if you the algorithm's so aggressive in recommending those because I think people like to binge watch them. That it's like if you click on one, yeah. it's like oh, oh yeah. He wants it's... to watch tonsil removal surgeries. Yeah, right? you're in it forever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I I know I made the mistake of watching like half of one video about wrestling the other day, and now it's that's all YouTube is like. So you're super into wrestling these days, huh? Like not just, just reliving some old days, not not since I was a kid. I I watched one of those. Fuck, I'm trying to remember. There was there's a movie that came out relatively recently that kind of flopped, and it was like a big Marvel or Star Wars oh, some some uh-huh. shit. And I like watch one of those weird reactionary YouTube channels. That's like the, sure. the dastardly drinker or whatever their stupid names are. Yeah. And uh, YouTube went hard trying to recommend me more content like that. It's like, I don't want to watch Steven Crowder talk yeah. about the go woke, go broke. I don't want to watch Ben Shapiro. I clicked on yeah. this one because I was genuinely curious if he had like a substantive critique about why this movie failed. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I lost interest in three minutes, YouTube. Like, come on, figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I wish I could just tell you, like, nah, not this. Nah. Anyway. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of cool that surgery plays such a big part. And there's like a performance aspect to it. And mm-hmm. it feels very much so like Cronenberg has clued in on that now. I feel like if you're yeah. doing body horror and it's like you can just go on to YouTube.com or Twitter and watch people uh, get beheaded or watch people get their tonsils removed. It's like, how do you, as a movie director, shock people with body horror if they can just watch it online? That's interesting. Yeah, because obviously his whole career has kind of been built on body horror, especially. And so seeing that evolution of it kind of like being more soaked into everyday life yeah it must have really changed his kind of approach to making these movies well it's just yeah it's it's i mean i know we've talked about it before but it is like 
crazy to me how easy it is for just normal ass people to like, oh, bro, did you see this video of this uh, Russian soldier beheading this Ukrainian soldier? It's just like, no. Yeah. I no, don't I, usually go on Twitter to look for that kind of stuff, it's not, but it's not like, something I seek out. Uh, yeah, it's like it's it's it, mind blowing to me that it's there, and then it's like you can look at the video and see how many times it's been viewed, and it's like a hundred million views. Yeah, way too fucking many. And it's just like <laughs> you used to have to go to a specialty website for this. You used to have a friend whose parents, uh, you know, never monitored what their kids were doing online <laughs> yeah. to find this kind of stuff. <laughs> So it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm sure for David Cronenberg, he is not sure where to take his performance art. And I've heard people say good things about his son uh, and his son's new movie, Infinity Pool. So maybe at some point we'll check that out. Oh, I didn't realize that was uh, uh, one of the, I'm I, blinking on the son's first name, but yeah, Daniel? didn't realize it was. God, yeah, what is it? Um, it's, I know it's a very normal name and it's kind of yeah, like. Yeah, no, it's it's just a, yeah, just, just a guy. <laughs> um but Fuck, I, I saw another one of his movies and now I'm blanking on the title of that. This is and something else in this movie that makes me think Cronenberg is like very aware of how people consume content and make content these days is the fact that they have like little finger video things for recording movies. It felt very much like vloggers or yes, people taking yeah. videos mm-hmm. on their cell phone. So I think that a lot of this movie is like a response to the kind of uh, crime of the future we've been committing for the last hundred years with pollution yeah. and the um, just kind of like hyper mm, the race to the bottom people are in with how grotesque and horrible the content they consume is. Yeah. Cause it's like what Lexi and I kind of talked about when we talked about X and Pearl is just like, there's this weird thing that happens with people that consume a lot of pornography where they're like, they can't watch normal porn anymore. They have to right, find like yeah. crazier and crazier stuff. It doesn't flip that switch in your brain anymore. It, yeah. And it's, I, I feel like it's the same too with like people will start out watching those surgery videos and then they're watching soldiers behead each other. And they're just like, Oh, this is, I need the next level. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is uh, a weird, uh, twerk or twerk tweak of our, our <laughs> twerking videos is what I really want to talk about. <laughs> well, it's perfect. Cause the other, the other scene that kind of sticks out in the early part of this film is, you know, you see uh salt tensor and uh, caprice caprice do their performance and yeah. it does feel very artistic. And like they are, they are really leaving a strong impression on the people watching it. And then yeah. you see the performance of the ear guy and you're just like, this feels amateur and cliche yeah. and kitsch compared to the art they're creating. Yeah. That ear guy. I like, I can't imagine like... going to see that. <laughs> yeah. And the like the doctor who comes over and is like, most of those fucking ears don't even work. Like <laughs> just for show. Hey, well, and it's like, I, I thought it was cool. I felt very smart. Uh, and full of myself when I wrote my little note that the ear guy feels amateur compared to Saul. And then the surgery lady, the other lady comes up and she's like, get a little of this jack off. Can you believe I manage him? (laughs) Yeah. Watching that ear guy, I was like, what happened to the internet? Where did it go that you guys are like going out to watch an ear guy dance? (laughs) Get his ear, get his eyes and mouth sewn shut. 
That's and then right, it's yeah. like the the lame techno song. I thought I was in Bergheim. I thought <laughs> I was in Berlin. <laughs> so the ear guy was kind of a weird a weird spot. And then we get to another really weird line <laughs> line in the movie where after he leaves the performance of the ear guy, um, he's approached by a man on the street that we've seen a couple times, and yeah. I thought was just going to murder him. Um, but he's yeah, like, hey, yeah. do, you, do you want the next hot piece of art? How about you do an autopsy on my son? And the line of, of course I have the body of my son. It's my son. <laughs> I was just like, that yeah. is a wild line. So mad. Like, I don't know what the future's like, but boy, oh boy, I want to walk away from that guy so fast. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a wild line in this movie. And I mean, even Saul seemed kind of taken aback by like, the man's total lack of humanity that he yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's some dialogue or like some exposition exposition in this movie that like kind of comes at you very, very fast and very hard and very kind of awkwardly. But, uh, I mean, I, I think it works with the tone of the movie, but that like, that is an example of just like this, this is like off-puttingly weird how much you're just like dumping on me. Uh, like tell me about your son's body. Yeah. I, there was some scenes too where it's just like they're walking down the street and people are cutting each other that I also was just like, ah, man. Yeah. (laughs) The future looks lame. (laughs) Yeah. I, they established early on, I guess that most people don't feel pain anymore, but so like, boy, uh, pain is so useful guys. (laughs) Like <laughs> it's useful, but I can't be like, I don't feel pain. So I'm just going to cut myself. Yeah. They, they establish that there's people don't feel pain and there's no more. There's no such thing as infection anymore. That's why this stuff right. is so like dirty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no risk to anything. That's why surgery is the new sex for them. Cause it's like we talked about that's this new frontier of exploring the inside of someone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Boy, we get some exploring the insides later on. Yeah, I mean, this is a Cronenberg picture. Like, the first time, like, the the first performance scene with Caprice and and Saul was like, this is, this is it. This is all, it's all been a countdown to this scene right here of a slow surgery scene. Well, and it's just like, it's crazy that we get that so early on in the movie. We get it like 35 minutes in. So we still have an hour of the movie. It's like, okay, well. You've already kind of shocked us with a mom killing a kid, yeah. a surgery, a very like graphic surgery scene in which people are enjoying watching him have a new organ cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, what's left? <laughs> yeah. This would be like uh, if the fly, like he gets, you know, he does the thing with the fly, goes through the teleporters and like 10 minutes into the movie, he's the fly. And he's like, hey guys, yeah, just, it's just me. Just comes out as the fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, to answer your question, where do you go next in this movie? The it's uh, when she unzips his stomach and t- t- eats him out. Are we are we calling that tumulingus? I don't know. What <laughs> I don't know. That was a, that was a scene that I that scene made me the maybe the most uncomfortable in this movie. Yeah, man. The yeah. like I'm just gonna undo your stomach zipper and lick your organs. Yeah, and he says, "Don't spill," and you're like, "Jesus, yeah, don't." <laughs> you need those salt. Yeah, those are how you live. <laughs> yeah. So, like they, they already had like a a sexy, uh, private sex scene, surgery scene early on, and you're kind of like, okay, I kind of get in a 
like BDSM sort of way. But that one is just like, oh, girl, that's not like I. And again, it establishes no infection, but still, like I can't get over it, like how unsanitary that's going to be. Yeah, and there was way more nudity in this movie than I thought there was going to be. Yeah. It's kind of uh, gratuitous. <laughs> yeah. Because there, yeah. there's the scene uh, right before this where she's having the Sark service and turned back into an autopsy machine. Yeah. And the technicians just get naked and like hop on and they're like, hey, Caprice, look at us. Ha ha. It's just like, yeah. Okay. I don't. And like, so did she fuck them or uh, I don't think so. I think she surgeried them. I guess so. I don't know. It was just a very, a very weird yeah, it, scene. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. And like, I, I like those two characters. And then that happened. I was like, oh, wait, what's going on? And then they take another weird turn towards the end. There's my big takeaway around this point in the movie. Uh, I have a note about hour and 10. I said, not a single normal person in the future. <laughs> yeah, just all weirdos. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a freak. Yeah, Kristen Stewart is just like, gushing talking to Saul. <laughs> I was watching this movie. I was like, God, why does this woman look so familiar? She's so attractive. Why does she look so familiar? Where, what have I seen her in before? <laughs> and then it was like, towards the end of the movie, like the last scene we see her, I was like, that's Kristen Stewart. Yeah. It's been her the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I was just and like, man, this lady looks so familiar. <laughs> it seems like a weirdly, I mean, she's in a couple scenes, but it seems like a weirdly small part for her to be in this movie. Maybe she just wanted to work with Cronenberg. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Ten, $10 is $10, you know? Sure, sure. Um, her her partner, uh, Whippet, looked distractingly like Jordan Peterson to me. Speaking really? of, like, right-wing uh, YouTube personalities. I didn't, yeah. hmm, I didn't notice that at all. Maybe I'll just have to like go back so- and watch. Yeah, certain angles. Maybe it's just like kind of the salt and pepper hair and the beard. It just like something was like this. This dude is gonna talk about hierarchies here in, in like any second. The the organs were evolving are the dragon of chaos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he sounds like air slowly leaking out of a balloon. He sounds like Kermit the Frog <laughs> if he smoked a pack a day for like twenty years. It's I don't. Like I, I don't want to get too many tweets or anything, but like I don't know how anyone can like take him seriously with that voice. I don't want to like make fun of people for stuff they can't control, but how do you listen to that voice and be like, oh, I can hear reasoning on through the other side of that? I think the first when he first broke onto the scene, I was like, okay, this guy's got some interesting stuff. Sure, but it's one of those things that's like the more you listen to him and start to pay attention to what he's saying in between his like interesting bits on psychology, yeah, and how it pertains like theology and literature, you're just like, oh, this guy's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's not stupid, but he'll like if you really listen and dig down, he just he's kind of like just talking in circles and not really like committing to any like well, uh, he, ideal. He, he gives you he gives you a problem i think it's he he does he just gives you normative statements but he never really yeah. like tells you the solution yeah so he's like yeah you know women i wear lipstick to signal that they're in heat like a dog <laughs> that they want to mate and you're just like okay so should we not yeah. allow women to wear makeup in the workplace like what's your what's your point with this yeah i, I can s- i can see that with whippet 
now that I think yeah. about it. A yeah, bit. He, he's got that vibe a little bit. And when we find out that he's like running the inner beauty pageant, you're just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that vibe from you. I still, I still can't believe that Jordan Peterson was addicted to benzos the whole time yeah. he was popular. And then his solution to become unaddicted was to go yep. to Russia and get put in a coma for six months. Yeah. It's just that's some wild stuff. <laughs> that's a fucking psychotic move. And and the the fucking nerve of him to then like continue to give self-help advice after that. And my my theory is that all of his stuff about women being the dragon of chaos is just about his own daughter. Because I think oh, yeah. she's I think she's was married to a man that was cheating on him and got pregnant with another guy and divorced oh. her husband had the baby and now has like nothing to do with that other man and the baby. She just like abandoned oh. them to like go be a podcaster and talk about her all meat diet. Wait, hold on. Can, could I have abandoned my family to do this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, fucking rookie mistake on my part. Yeah. You need to come up with a crazy diet. Is that the key? Oh she, yeah. She does the like, all beef. beef and salt. Yeah, and you and need water. to talk about yeah. how you drank uh, apple cider one time and you yeah. couldn't sleep for 28 days. Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're yeah. they're weird. They're No, crazy yeah, people. no, your body needs more things than that. Anyway, um, I'm sure if we lived in this movie our bodies would just need sweet sweet plastic. Probably. Honestly, like uh, once once we like get to the end and figure out what's going on, I was kind of like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. You just Get a sledge bar carry around in your pocket all the time. I bet that thing doesn't like it's not going to go bad. So I guess we never explained the premise of the movie. Um, people are yeah. evolving new organs. Maybe we should start doing that yeah. sometimes. Yeah. People yeah. are evolving new organs. And this guy has his organs. Saul has his organs cut out as performance art. And yeah. we find out around this point in time that he's an undercover informant and yeah he's an undercover informant. yeah they're informants he, by nature he's like undercover. Deep, deep cover yeah, yeah yeah he's an informant for the new vice unit and the new vice unit is a group of people who are still mostly human trying to slow down or stop the weird wild evolution that's happening in other humans yeah and um the person the man that offers up his son for the autopsy wants his son to be autopsied because his son is the first natural born human that can eat plastic to survive. Right. Like only eats plastic to survive. Yeah. There's, there's a, a sect of people who are, have been getting surgical modifications to get organs that allow them to do it. But this man's son was the first one to be born that way somehow. And so this kind of brings us to the climax of the movies of, of the movie where, they reveal that there's, you know, all these different sects around the world of humans who have had organs installed in them to make it so that they can eat waste. And they're doing it as a sort of penance for the crimes of the past right. where they are trying to keep the species going by making it so there's less waste on the planet by eating it. Yeah, or just it back to, to adapt material. to the, the world that has that they now live in. Yeah. And uh, so the whole point of having the autopsy of the son is to reveal all of the new organs that he was born with that allow mm -hmm. him to eat plastics. Right. Now let's, okay, let's get into the ending. So they, they cut the boy open and people are like revolted by it. 
so like I think we find out Kristen Stewart tattooed all the organs mm-hmm. somehow, and that made it look like they were not natural organs, or they were put in him through surgery. Yeah, she tattooed okay. all the organs to make it look like they were put in him through surgery when they were all natural, and that's what the cop right. says at the end. Like we can't let people find out that like this is the next round of evolution. This is what we're all going to be looking like inside. Right. And Saul okay. says that you know. You have to believe, basically. Yeah. And quits. Yeah. Saul's transfer over was felt a little sudden to me, but but you know, it, I think it's still work fine. It one, I I think that he got convinced by it because the guy has like a rousing speech where he tells him like you're part of this next evolution. That's why right. you feel so uncomfortable. That's why you have so much pain when you sleep and why you can't eat food. Um, yeah. And you're a special bone freak chair. You have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you can't just hop into that chair, relax as it jolts your body around. Slaps your head around with those little, yeah. <laughs> little bone arms. Yeah. Yeah. No, that chair looks like a prank. Like, there's no <laughs> way that's actually serving any purpose for anybody. And so um, <laughs> we, we get a scene very shocking. You just see like a naked child in the Sark autopsy unit. Yeah. And Caprice is giving a big speech about how they need to um, cut the child open to reveal the new, the new flesh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. Caprice's speech during that scene was a little bit like a Jordan Peterson rant where it's just like, <laughs> I don't know quite what you're saying. I'm not sure what side I'm supposed to land on at the end of this. You've, you've just got Peterson on the brain. I, I got, that dude looks so much like him. I couldn't get past it. Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So they, they do the surgery. It's a big flop because all the organs are tattooed. So people think the organs were installed, but yeah. the people that know the truth are, triply horrified because they know that someone's been in to tamper with the body and that they were trying to reveal this new human art to people. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like, I don't know if that ending really landed with me. Yeah. It felt a little forced. It is. It's one of those things where like, it's a little confusing what's going on as it's happening. Like we open the body up, and like everyone's shocked and you're kind of like, I, okay, what is it exactly? Like, is it the weird organs? Is it, are they tattooed? Is it that they look kind of rotten? What's going on? And then there's like a scene where, uh, uh, Saul talks to his, uh, contact in the new vice department and they just sort of like lay out everything and sort of explain pretty much all the details of it. Um, and so it is very, it is a very strange way to end the movie where it's like they come out and be like, all right, so just to clarify, here's what was going on guys. Yeah. And it, the, the final scene of the movie, you know, that's the penultimate. Is that the right yeah. word? Penultimate. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. high point. And then the, the next cool scene we get is Saul um, in his weird little wobbly chair <laughs> yeah. uh, eating one of those plastic bars, smiling and shedding a tear as he like, I think realizes that he's, he's part of this new flesh. Yeah. The organs that he keeps cutting out are actually this new evolution that he's, uh, and now that he can knows to eat the, the waste. It's like finally, it is kind of a somewhat beautiful moment, like that, that relief coming across him because he is 
like a decrepit man through the whole movie, just looking always like bundled up in a cloak and looking disgusting. And so like that, I, I think that was a powerful way to end it where he just has this like the, the first moment of uh, not relaxation, but uh, comfort in his in his life. Mm-hmm. No more pain. His yeah. chair stops moving as his chair realizes he's not mm-hmm. in pain anymore. And just, yeah, very Videodrome-esque end to yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, Cronenberg loves to reference his own work, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. There's no one else there, no one out, no one else out there like me, you know, except for now his son, Brandon. Yeah. I looked it up. It was Brandon Cronenberg. <laughs> oh, okay. Daniel, Brandon, same thing. Yeah. I, when I typed it in, I was like, there's no way Brandon's the right answer. That's no, it's, it's like, it's like Dan or Steve. <laughs> huh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about this movie other than it's good. It's weird. It's uncomfortable in a lot of scenes. It's like, it's going to yeah. be a movie that I think a lot of the scenes stick with me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, once again, Tumalingus. That was a that was a hell of a scene. Um, I'm glad that we didn't get like a grotesque, like a shot from the side of like yeah. seeing it. It is a, yeah, it is a surprisingly tasteful <laughs> representation of that. To be honest, we don't really see her go to work on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better if she was just like, "It's my first time." Yeah. Um, man, I gotta stop saying that grotesque word. I've said it like a hundred times this episode. Uh, it's it's appropriate for this movie. That's, I, I think David Cronenberg is like that's every every time you say grotesque, he gets his wings. Should we should we send him a link to the this episode? And be like Cronenberg, <laughs> come on the pod. Yeah, first of all, big fan, David. But uh, <laughs> can I call you David? I assume I can. Um, I mean, he's big, but it's like I don't think he's big enough that he would be above. Yeah. Probably likes to talk about this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is he on Twitter? Let's find out. Yeah, that would be that would be a big get. That would be wild. Yeah. That's, that's going to skyrocket us up, and I can finally abandon my family and go to this podcasting full-time. Mm-hmm. Just uh, in case my children ever listen to this, I have no intention of abandoning my family. I, I think it would be funny if you became really big on TikTok. And like that yeah. was the thing, <laughs> Walter's <laughs> Walter doing that TikTok dances. <laughs> um, I still have yet to. I keep meaning to install it and check it out because mm. Lexi did really sell me on like the kind of film scene on TikTok. Sure, but then I started to think about like, what do I have in common with to talk about movies with people like that age? Yeah, it's they're going to be like. Uh, dude, I I just saw Toy Story four. <laughs> like, I don't know. <clears throat> I've tried talking about movies with younger people uh, when I still worked with college students, and I think the craziest yeah. thing I ever heard was one of them. I was trying to talk about Godfather, and like, oh, I've never seen it, but I've seen TikToks of it. I was like, That's, same so you, thing. Yeah, you you've had the experience. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not a movie that you know unfolds before you. And I feel like we just talked about this too in the last episode. I think we might have. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's pivot out of this. Who's, who's going to be the David Cronenberg of TikTok? Uh, 
great question. It, whatever I don't know, does Brandon Brandon Cronenberg have a son yet? <laughs> the Martin Scorsese of TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's my new Twitter bio. <laughs> Um, so anyways, I don't think I have anything left to say about this movie. I'd give it like a four out of five. Really good. Some of the dialogue is kind of weird. Some of the storylines that get spun up that don't go anywhere, like the inner beauty pageant. Yeah. And I'm like very the registering all the organs. Uh, is that doesn't weird. really, that doesn't really, that's what, what I was talking about earlier. Like things don't really pan out into anything like that inner beauty pageant. We never see that. And I, it doesn't seem like Saul's going to be participating in it in the future. So, mm-hmm. or I, unless he wants to use that as a way to like reveal his organs. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it just, yeah, that, that's what I mean when like a few things feel like or it feels like there's a couple ideas he had swimming around in his head that, uh, and then you just kind of like, I'll just run through with this one. Um, but yeah, overall, I think a pretty solid movie. I, I certainly enjoyed it. It's definitely one of those ones like you kind of have to be already uh, aware of Cronenberg's style, I think, and, and kind of into that sort of thing to really <laughs> get something out of it. But I uh, can imagine showing this movie to someone that doesn't know what body horror is. And be like, yeah. Check it out. Smoke a little weed. <laughs> I got to make yeah. sure you're prepared to be scarred for life by this movie. <laughs> If I if I showed this movie to my wife, she would abandon me, <laughs> our family. They're just like gotta get away from this man and any like trace of his seed. <laughs> so, um, other movies to talk about this week, unless you have closing thoughts for the. Uh, I don't of the think so. I, do you think you would survive the crimes of the future? No one's like. No one really dies. I guess the the. Uh, that guy gets drilled in the head at the end. There's two people um, get assassinated. Yeah, yeah. I don't. But, uh, I think I'd be. I think I'd be alive. I wouldn't be enjoying it. Yeah, I'd be like this. This sucks. You guys are this fucking sucks, guys. <laughs> can yeah. we just like? No, I don't want to go watch a surgery. What <laughs> can we just play about? Halo? Yeah. You guys want to play retro video games? Dude has forty ears for what? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine how expensive it would be to buy headphones for all those ears. Yeah, ugh. Well, fucking, and then drinking through a straw or something for the rest of your life? I don't know. What an idiot that guy is. There's, Fuck there's, him. Yeah. There's already enough weird body modification stuff people do now that I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why do that? What's the point? Yeah. It's your body. Do whatever you want, but also like, I, I don't. I don't understand what you get out of it. I have been thinking about getting tattoos on my knuckles, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like letters or? Yeah, picture? of course. Letter. What, what, yeah. What picture would I get on my knuckles? I don't. I, the knuckles, the echidna? I don't know. <laughs> no, I get a, a tattoo on my knuckles that says hold fast because I'm a sailor. Oh, this is something that should have been done off mic. Yeah, <laughs> I have a fr- I have a friend that has it, and it's just like I've always thought it was really cool. And yeah, yeah, it's just it, I don't know why it's been kicking around in my head all day today. Getting sure. some sweet knuckle tattoos. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not telling you no. Well, thank you, thank you for being supportive as always. Yeah, and um, yeah, other movies I've seen this week. Yeah. Um, I saw The Pope's Exorcist now in theaters. Um, It was good. I had a lot of fun. I mean, it's a it's not part of the Exorcist series. 
but it is like a movie that I think really pays tribute to the Exorcist. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of scenes that kind of reference it directly. They uh, kind of imply that it's a demon that you know the this guy's met before, and so you kind of think it's what's the demon from the Exorcist movies? Pelamumu, Pel- the, the Pazuzu, the least scary demon name of all time. <laughs> what's I, your, know, I kind of like Pelamumu. <laughs> what's your name? Pissuzu. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to flush you back to hell. <laughs> um, the demon in this one is. Uh, do you mind if I spoil it? Do you care? Uh, that's all right. I'm all right with it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the demon in this I, one I, is yeah. Asmodeus, uh, the king of hell. He has some cool lines where uh, Russell Crowe, the scooter riding Russell Crowe, is like, what's <laughs> your name, demon? Uh, you know, Satan, reveal your name. He's like, my name is Behemoth. I was like, okay, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> other, <laughs> I wish that was what Russell Crowe said. So like, all right, that's... <laughs> Man, that's rad, bro. Those are bars. <laughs> like, like I gotta exercise you, but uh, mad respect for that game. That is, um, other other cool stuff is as I just said, Russell Crowe riding around Europe on a scooter doing exorcisms, and the movie is like it. It does a lot of stuff that the original movie does, where it's like the family doesn't know what's wrong with the kid. They go to the doctor. The doctor says, it's nothing we know about. They have a psychiatrist. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, maybe he's psychotic. Maybe he's just got a little psychosis. Mm-hmm. And the movie does kind of the same things um, that we get in the original trilogy where they're like really established that this is a case that science can't solve and that there is something unholy about this. You get some cool kind of uh, Catholic Church retcon in it, um, some Catholic Church lore for all the lore heads out there. And it's just fun. And I, I'm i blown away that the movie has like an 80% from the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and like a 40% from professional critics. I don't oh, yeah. think you walk into an Exorcist movie expecting to like, you're going to be like, I'm going to church after this. You know, you're like, <laughs> right. you're looking yeah. for like, you want it to hit all the Exorcist movie beats and you want it to like have good enough special effects and scares that you're going to be like, whoa, pretty spooky. Um, and it does that. There's a couple of shots yeah. that are very Sam Raimi esque in it, which sure. I thought was kind of fun as well. That the movie really seemed to step up the gore compared to like what we get in Exorcist one and two. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I th- I think if you are looking for something cool to watch, um, the Pope's Exorcist is above average. I enjoyed it. I have Regal Unlimited, so I only paid fifty cents to see it. But I think if I had to pay full ticket price, I would have I would have been happy with it. Been around with it, yeah. Yeah, that, that's I, that was one I was probably gonna snooze on, but once it comes to streaming, I might check that one out. It sounds pretty pretty fun. I check it. We've watched enough Exorcist movies at this point that it's like fuck. Yeah. I might as well just watch them when they come out. <laughs> and yeah, I um, went. I yeah. went and saw it by myself. The theater was jam packed with people going really? to see oh. the fucking Mario movie. Families going to see. Oh the Mario yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, it yeah. Blows my mind that movie has <laughs> been like. I mean. I shouldn't be surprised. Everyone loves Mario, yeah. but it's like 600 it's, billion worldwide. It's yeah. It's been consistently popular for like 30 years. So it, it makes sense. But, uh, that's right. 600 million, not 600 billion. If it was made, if it had made $600 billion, it'd be like everything in my room would be Mario merch right now. At that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nintendo just owns the planet now. Yeah, we would we would it's, we it's would there. switch over to being a Mario movie exclusive podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um 
but yeah, the Mario movie has been like crazy popular. And I mean, I went yeah. and saw a movie. I went and saw John Wick four like mm. opening week uh, on a Friday showing, and John Wick four was full, but there were a ton of parents there with their kids to see take their kids to see the Mario movie at like nine p.m. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. Gotta get those kids to bed, man. I, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of parents that um, just let their kids run wild, like fair little monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the wild things are, parents. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. This this week I watched uh, 65 came to streaming. The uh, Adam Driver fights dinosaur movies. How was it? Uh, I thought it was uh, pretty solid. It's it's Adam Driver fighting dinosaurs. That's exactly what I wanted going into it. That's exactly what it gave me. Does he show up his I, weird torso? I'm pleased. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think there's a there's a torso scene. Does in he there. punch any drywall? No, I I think it's pretty devoid of drywall. <laughs> uh, he yeah, I think he does punch a raptor. So that's something that I don't know on the scale of punching drywall where a raptor lands. But, it's for the for the marriage story fans. Oh, yeah. I never got around to seeing that. I one. still haven't seen it. People were like, I couldn't tell if it's like a meme or an actual good movie. Yeah, I feel like it was pretty well regarded. I don't know. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, and I, uh, the, other, the only other one I want to mention, I watched uh, The Guilty the other day. It's a, uh, oh, fuck. I don't remember what country, country it's from, but it's from 2018. They made an American remake of it, but I watched the original. Um, and it's, a uh, very tall little thriller that goes in a lot uh, or in a, in a very different direction than I was expecting. And I thought it was great. It, it got a lot of praise a few years ago. I'm just like super late to the party for it. But uh, yeah, just really, really solid. I recommend not knowing a whole lot about it going in, but uh, really, really good stuff. I think the best review I saw for Pope's Exorcist was someone saying, I really love the part where he says it's Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. How, how would we not escape that movie? <laughs> I, I, it's not even bad enough for this. <laughs> Doesn't deserve this much discourse. I knew that. I knew that would get you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't. I I watched Dungeons and Dragons that movie. We've already talked about that. So I think we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I've been watching a lot of anime recently. Oh, I've been watching alert. Demon Slayer. Um. Fits right in with this show. Yeah. Demons, horror, lots of gore for an mm-hmm. anime series that's like super mainstream, super popular. I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah. Um. It's pretty cool. Um. I hope you're not pitching this to me. Right I'm not. Now. I'm not pitching it to you. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 I, I. I hope we have listeners out there who are interested in that sort of thing. I have an anime movie <clears throat> in the pipe, though, for one yeah, of these days. That's, that's coming up. Yeah. I, I'll. I'll let it rip one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Just at, at whatever. Sometime after I pick a bad, I give a bad pick. You're just like, oh, oh, oh here it comes. I would, I, I try not to pick bad movies. I try to pick movies no, I, I think yeah. are going to be good. I, yeah, I always try to pick a movie that I think at least will be enjoyable to watch or mm. talk about. Yeah, I, I don't, I never mean to torture you with my picks. <laughs> so, dear Walter, here we are. I think it's your turn to pick. 
It is. And I have gone through about five different ideas in my head during this. Um, but I think I'm going to land on, uh, you know, let's let's follow up uh, Daddy Cronenberg with with little baby Brandon. And I, I, I want to check out Infinity Pool. OK. Yeah. Uh, is that a, a new I guess it's not an American movie it's Canadian probably <laughs> fuck <laughs> but you really really railed me for picking four movies last week so yeah I, as long as they're not speaking Quebecois in this I think yeah, it'll be fine I, I think it will be American but yeah let's you know just do a double dose of weird fucking Cronenberg movies and, and just let's diagnose this family <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that Christmas is like <laughs> yeah a drab affair <laughs> dad a dismembered cat i got yeah. the same thing for you <laughs> they they serve the turkey inside out <laughs> i like to imagine the the mom is wearing a pearl necklace it's like a necklace of human ears <laughs> <laughs> an ear from each one of the kids yeah <laughs> not their ears like they go out and find an ear and bring it back to her <laughs> It's, it's, a, a gift. It, it's a it's a beautiful tradition. It's a crossover with street trash. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so yeah, I don't think I have anything else uh, left to say. Other than so. if you like the show, make sure to give us a like, five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on the podcasting platform that you listen to us on. If you want to get in touch with us, you can always get a hold of us on Twitter at the Horus for however long that platform continues to exist still chugging along somehow good it's getting for them it's getting worse and worse (laughs) yeah no that's i every time i hear a thing it's like that is that a joke headline dms Um, dms were broken this weekend so it's like i was using it to communicate about the radio show i do with the guy that schedules my radio show and he just he didn't get any of them (laughs) we had to like (laughs) text each other to figure stuff out because he wasn't getting any and it's just like the weird bugs that keep popping up on there. It's like, Hmm, it it feels very much like they're they're just slapping, um, that tape on there. You know, Elon's like, that's a lot of damage and slap some tape on it. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe Uh, we'll start a sub stack. Maybe we'll, (laughs) yeah, probably. I think we can have free sub stack. So I think we can make one and just let people run amok on it for free and not charge them for anything. And that's the way to go. Um, be- before we duck out, I I can see you uh, like vibrating, wanting to talk about it, just waiting for me to open that door for you. Do you have any thoughts about the finale of uh, Love Is Blind? The finale, the wedding episode, or the reunion? Just all of it. You know, I I assume you're all caught up at this point. Um, the wedding episode was great. I shed a lot sure. of tears during it. Beautiful scenes of people uh, confirming their commitment to love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then some happy tears when Micah got <laughs> got fucking dumped. I, you know, I thought the way he did it was very classless. I don't. I didn't. I didn't actually get a chance to see that. I only saw bits and pieces of. of yeah, both. she she asks him because I think she knows it's coming. She's oh, yeah. like, I'm not going to give my answer for I do or I don't. I want you to give yours first. No. And he's like, I don't see you being a mother. I am <laughs> not going to marry you. And it's just like. Oh, jeez, man. Oh, he like reached in there and ripped her heart out and like threw yeah. it on the floor. He's like, I don't like spending time with you. 
I don't feel loved. I don't feel comforted by you. And I can't see you being a mother. I was like, dude, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> chill <yeah>. out. Just <laughs> say no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that la- like leading up to it was like that's pretty harsh, but that last one that is that is brutal to say to someone. Oh man, yeah, there's not not a chill moment from him, and I he had kind of psycho vibes, so I'm glad that I felt yeah. very, um, you know, I was fist pumping inside. I was just like, I called it, yeah, because a freak, yeah. I think I mentioned last week, like as, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, I fucking hate you. I yeah. don't know. I don't know why, but I just fucking hate you and your curly head. Tiffany and Brett, their wedding was beautiful. Um, they yeah. seem very yeah. uh, in love and very jealous of Brett's job as a sneaker designer. That's a very cool that's job. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's pretty good. And he has like one off sneakers. He's like, yeah, these usually come in this color, but I designed them. So <laughs> custom colors. Yeah, um, and sick. Yeah. And Chelsea and Kwame. I'm glad Kwame did it. I know you and I have differing differing we, opinions we, on this. We had some discussions about this off air. Yeah, I uh, I know you you think that uh, you know a, a strong woman will help Kwame grow up. I think that that marriage is probably only going to last a few years. He uh, is a mama's boy, and he sure. needs he needs I think a woman to really lead him in life. And I feel like yeah, she gave him the kick he needed to like finally spread his wings and leave the nest like the beautiful eagle he is yeah uh, look i I'd, I'd love to be wrong i just i i don't i don't like the idea of like her having to take on all that responsibility for for his growth i think he'll uh, uh like i said just spread his wings and fly i think he'll take yeah. off and i think he'll have a nice marriage i don't like chelsea She's really annoying. She's the mm. exact kind of woman that i would never want to be in the same room as she reminds me of my stepmom <laughs> I was just like, ugh, ugh, get out of here. Um, so that was that was nice. And then Bliss and Zach. Zach also seems off. He seems like he he's will, a weird guy. Seems like he will just lie to women to get them to stay around him. Is the vibe yep. I pick up from him? Yeah, that's a good way to put that. Yeah, and uh, I I wish him the best. I hope yeah. he does not um, turn out to be really weird. And I hope that I'm just a prick. And that yeah. I'm wrong in the situation, but who knows? Yeah, and I I only saw a, a little bit of the the tell all afterwards. It sucked. Um, it was not good. Yeah, my my wife specifically wanted me to tell you that she thought it was shit. Yeah, <laughs> I ran through all of my chores on Sunday so I could be like, I'm ready to watch. Yeah, and then it was delayed by like an hour and a half. This is the right. first time Netflix has ever tried to stream something. It was delayed by an hour and a half. And then when it came on, it was like very drama free. And I imagine that having yeah. to like sit in the same room as everybody else for two hours, like really pulled the energy level. Yeah, down. probably sucked it all. Versus down, when yeah. you show up and you're like, that motherfucker is here. I'm ready to fight. So, yeah, I I did like the bit where uh, Nick Lachey and I am blanking on his wife's name. Vanessa. But kind of Vanessa kind of took um, Arena to task on her on her stuff. And was kind of like, do you believe any of what you're saying, like, uh, but otherwise, yeah, it, it seemed like it was a pretty dull. You know, I will movie. say that I think Arena has gotten lit up enough on social media that I think it has yeah. sunk into her that sure. she needs to do some personal growth. I do yeah. feel like her scenes of her crying, she was genuine when she was like, I'm a shitty person. I know it. I have problems. I need to change. I feel like that was like very real and emo- like raw. Uh, yeah. Jacqueline being like, uh, Marshall called me a uh, slur. 
And I was like, what did, what did he call you? And I, <laughs> I think that he called her bitch. And she's like really trying to like get mileage, oh, mileage out of it. She's out trying to be yeah. like, he called me the C word. Because it's like she on camera on the show like implies that he's like not a man because he's emotional. She, you can tell she's so close to calling him the f word. <laughs> she's <Yeah>. so close <laughs> to being like snappy and such a little. You know, and it's just like I can't imagine he would have said anything worse than what she was already like calling him on camera. Because Marshall yeah. seemed like a pretty chill dude. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's been your yeah. lo- your love is blind round. That's that's yeah, love is blind corner. <laughs> Thank you for the so, listener. Like it, the metrics of this is going to be like as soon as we mention love is blind, everyone tunes out. We should um, we should put it in the title to try to get people clicking on it from um, yeah, just the love is blind. Get some of that it's, cross. It's crazy to me how popular the show is, and like it's crazy to me that love is blind was trending on like seven different hashtags on Twitter. <laughs> it was, <Yeah. laughs> it was crazy to like, just tune in and see that. And it's love is blind. Sweden is the next spinoff series. So that'll be oh wow interesting. I think I've made my thoughts on the Swedes clear on this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's now hold on. We want to, we don't want to be taken down deplatformed here. Keep it civil. Keep it civil. So yeah, uh, we'll be back next week with Walter's pick of a movie, Infinity Pool by Daniel Sternberg. <laughs> oh, you clearly forgot for a second. I didn't forget it. I remember <laughs> okay. it. Okay. It just seems like Walter's pick of a movie, <laughs> Infinity Pool. <laughs> I was looking at the Wikipedia for Videodrome, and I was like, oh, don't sure. say David Cronenberg. Don't say David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be watching Infinity Pool, and enjoy the rest of your week.